Welcome to the Passion Business Podcast, the podcast for free spirits with a big idea who want to turn their passion into a business. I'm Anke Herman and I'm your host. As always, if you enjoy the episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you'd leave a review on iTunes, I'd really appreciate that. My guest today is Alara Vural, who's a purpose coach who helps business owners align their business with their why, because she believes that making an authentic, meaningful impact in the world is the path to creating deep fulfillment. She's a passionate and powerful young woman who shares a fascinating story. Enjoy. Hello and welcome, Alara. I'm excited to have you here. Hey, Anke. How are you doing? Very well, indeed. Uh, so why don't we just dive straight in? Let us know where you're from, where you're based, and so yeah, what do you do? Yep. So I was actually born in Turkey, so I'm half English, half Turkish, but I spent most of my childhood there. And uh, But now I'm based in the UK, so I, I spent quite a lot of my adult life in the UK. So this is kind of my home now. And um, yeah, so I'm a coach, a life purpose coach for business owners, so helping them align their their business with their purpose. Oh, that's interesting. It's It's interesting because I don't know whether someone can hear that from your voice, but you're actually pretty young, right? <laughs> and so yeah. I hear life purpose. I always imagine somebody a lot older. How did, yeah. you, how did you get to do this work? Yeah, so I'm actually 23, and, and I guess I am quite young for uh, for someone that would kind of claim to be helping you find your life purpose. But but for me, it's, it's been a huge driving factor, like most of my life, to kind of be in alignment with my authentic self. So um, like I had quite a uh, an interesting childhood, so I, so I had to quite g- grow up quite quickly. Um, so kind of coming back to that authentic like the theme of authenticity the theme of what is my purpose just kept on coming up so much that I actually decided to focus on it and once I found out what that was for me it was such an amazing journey that that I kind of really felt compelled to uh, integrate that in into the work I do and help other people do the same as well and I've really seen the the power of the impact that it has helping people align with their purpose and the impact it has on their fulfillment, the impact it has on how their, their quality of, you know, how, how the quality of life, but also the quality of their work as well, like how much they enjoy their career. And it's always been something that, you know, one of my core values to enjoy what you do, you know, if we're going to be working for most of our lives, we might as well enjoy it and not only enjoy it, but also actually make an impact with it and make a difference because that's really when, um, when you when you start feeling incredibly fulfilled so for me all of those things are so important that I that I've kind of decided not to waste any any time I, I do kind of think it is a bit of a myth that you kind of have to have loads of life experience to be able to help people find their purpose in fact sometimes I think it can you know this might be a bit of a bias but I do think that sometimes it's it the me being young means that I haven't got these li- beliefs that I've got uh, that that I have from my own experience that I'm projecting onto others I'm actually um feel it, find it easier to hold space for a variety of different people. I work with people of different religions, people of different cultures. I really feel um, that I can hold that space for them uh, without kind of feeling the the limiting beliefs kind of hold me back or trying to make them believe what, what I believe or whatever. Not saying that all, all, all the people that help people find their purpose do that as well, but I do think it's an advantage in that sense. 
I'm fascinated. I'm, I kind of listen to you and I'm thinking, God, I wish I'd been so mature at 23. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I, I agree with what you're saying about the age bias that I'm yeah. sure you'll come across, you know, like yeah. who, who are you? You could be my kid or my grandkid. And I don't know, like I've always done stuff at ages when it wasn't common. Yeah. Know? So, and I'm very much on the same wavelength with you as in a sense that it doesn't matter. You know, there yeah. are people who are mature at, at 15 and there are people who are like immature, you know, pups at and I think five and it doesn't, and you don't have to have, I like, it always reminds me of this, of the sports coach I had. Like yeah. the best coach I've ever had, he wasn't actually good at the sport. Right. So That's you don't have to, I don't think you have to have gone through and you bring a totally different perspective. And most of the time it's really yeah. giving a different perspective to people. I mean, I think at, at this kind of age of the world and more than ever, there's, we're pushing the boundaries in so many ways. I mean, there's 14 year old kids that are running their own businesses, you know, making millions. There's, there's, there was, I, I just saw in the news, a 13 year old kid selling a multi-million dollar business. So I think this, this idea of uh, with age comes maturity and wisdom, uh, there is definitely some truth to it kind of from the traditional sense, but I think it really has um, been a societal belief that it's not possible to achieve things until you're a certain age. And it, and you know, almost this ingrained, you know, at this age you go to uni, at this age you do your job, and you know, between your, in your twenties is a time when you don't know what you're doing with your life. In your thirties you get good at what you're doing. In your forties you actually start doing what you're doing. Hey, I, had, I don't have that much time to waste. <laughs> I want to start doing what I love now. So I, I respect the fact that with time, uh, you know, like cheese and wine stuff mature, and and there is there is some value that comes to that. But I think um, there is a general sense in society today that uh, is more limiting than uh, empowering when it comes to um, age and 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 kind of how much you can push the boundaries oh I agree and it, I think it comes it comes down to having a level of awareness yeah and being prepared to challenge assumptions yeah at 12 and you can do that at 19 at 19 you know like I don't know I've met people at 20 who were like Oh, you know, but I've got a kid now. I'm, it's too late for me to start learning English. Yeah. How old are you? Like 21? What? <laughs> you know? And then there's other people who at 90 start getting into running and or open a yoga school. You know, have you heard exactly. of that? Who, who's yeah. Who's at 105? You know, it's like... Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. So my partner's parents is actually that uh, they're like sixty and they're running, <laughs> they're doing Ironman. One of the, his mum actually went to Kona, which is kind of like the World Championships of Ironman, and and she competed there. And you have to be kind of like the top in the top whatever to be able to be qualified to go there. And actually, that's kind of what I'm, uh, what I'm really tackling with with my business as well because the the foundations that um you know our education system and our uh, everything is built upon is based on the fact that is is a knowledge based um kind of foundation so you know you we, we will give you the knowledge mm -hmm. to do whatever you want to do if you want to be a doctor we'll give you the knowledge for that if you want to do this we'll give you the knowledge for that but there's actually very little support from a young age of helping uh 
you know, helping kids or teenagers or whoever figure, really figure out for themselves, what do I want to do? There's actually very little support when it comes to that, but loads of support when it comes to giving you knowledge. We'll give you loads of knowledge, but no, not so much self-discovery. And that's really kind of one of the things I'm trying to question with what I'm doing is, can we start living lives in line with, you know, when I, a purpose is quite, it's, it can be interpreted in very different ways, but in line with our true selves, you know, like, can we start living lives in line with our true selves from earlier on? Or do we really have to go through the whole, I'm really lost, I'm really lost, doing a job I hate, do this, and then I find out, you know, do we really have to go through that whole process of um, have almost hitting rock bottom before we start building our life in the way that we want it? And, you know, hitting rock bottom is a very good motivation to start building your life from where, of, you know, the way you want it but does that do we always have to get there before you know before we start living uh, a real purpose for lives and, and imagine if everyone was living lives uh, that were you know in line with their true selves like what the impact that someone would be able to make in a lifetime how much that impact would increase massively because now that now they have like an extra 30 years to to of of energy motivation and focus to be able to you know make make this impact come about yeah, I, I absolutely love that because what, what comes through is that instead of trying to avoid what's been dumped onto us is living more from a place of inspiration Yeah, and not waiting. And I was going to ask you, you said before, like you kind of knew pretty early on. It's something that, you know, it's like sometimes someone will, will you know, there'll be a five-year-old kid and they yeah. know they want to be a ballet dancer. Like they know, you know, they want to be a musician. But most yeah. people like have no idea, you know. And yeah. you kind of strike me as one of those who kind of, yeah, pretty early on, like you're so clear on, on, on that purpose, on what that mission is, what you feel inspired to do. That's why I have you on the podcast. I love it. And, <laughs> and because that passion comes through and it's yeah. just fantastic. Thank you. And, and so you you knew like really early on and have the courage to, to pretty much ignore everybody who tells you something different and actually go for it. How do you help somebody who comes to you and goes like, Oh, you know, I wish I want to, I want to kind of find my purpose, but I kind of don't know. I don't know what I'm good at. And I, I really don't know what I'm going to do. How do you yeah. help them find that? I mean, there's there's kind of two two parts of that I want to answer that in. <laughs> well, the first part, I'm really glad it comes across as I always knew what I wanted to do, but I actually, uh, I had no idea. I was one of those people that um, that loved everything. I, I was a great science person, great maths person, but I loved dancing as well. And I was like, oh, what do I do? And, you know, so I was actually, it, I you know, I would say I discovered my purpose <laughs> when I was about 20. Um, so it's been about, it's, a, it's been a three year journey of kind of following that. Up until then, it was a journey of kind of uh, experiencing what it's like living and growing up and being educated in a society of, you know, just doing what I'm meant to and kind of following the norms. So yeah, I'm glad it comes across like that, but <laughs> um, yeah, which we can, I'm sure, touch on in a minute. Um, but when, when someone comes to me and kind of says, I have no idea, I'm really feeling lost and, uh, I, you know, I, I want to take control of my life, but I don't know what direction to go in. Mm -hmm. 
And a lot of the time, these people already, you know, a lot of the people that I work with, these people already have a, a business that works well, or they, they already have a job that's quite good. You know, they've kind of already ticked the boxes of what they're supposed to do, but they're now feeling that actually that it, what was promised of how amazing this was going to be is actually, I d it doesn't feel right for me. So when the, the first thing I help them do, uh, th there's four steps to what I help them with. The first thing is self-healing, I call it, which is basically understanding the limiting beliefs that they have that are holding them back. So a lot of people have limiting beliefs around, I could never be happy. Like, you know, happiness is just kind of a... Um, a fairy tale thing or you know can I really make money from doing what I what I love or there's so many it, depending on people's past it can be so many things there's lots of limiting beliefs around money lots of limiting beliefs around self-esteem do I deserve to be happy you know self-worth if I was happy would I stay you know would would I actually be with my partner so there's so many um mental blocks mental and emotional blocks that we harbor that we've kind of picked up thinking patterns that we've picked up from in you know in our life up until now and we've hold on held on to them so we're operating kind of on an old computer program so the first step i help them do is like update that computer program and, and get rid of the the kind of the the beliefs that aren't serving them anymore um and the second thing is uh, i call it a find your why process we all have a why a why we do anything and this is you know some people call this purpose this is why i say purpose is so general and everyone can interpret it in a different way but when i say purpose i actually mean why and what i mean by that is our why is a set of core values and beliefs that we've um that, that we've kind of picked up and that we every decision that we make, every action that we do is based upon them. So um, actually by your mid-teens, your why is fully formed. As a lot of the time, it's not something that we can articulate, which is which is a point where people say, I feel so lost because it's, you know, it's we can feel it and therefore we make our decisions based on it. We're like, oh, does this feel right? You know, usually it's kind of come, comes up in the sense of like gut feeling or, you know, uh, from make a decision from the heart. But all, like every event in our life that has kind of shaped us whether it's a positive one or a negative one how we've dealt with that event actually shows snippets of what our why is so in the find your why session we actually take a step back of just their day-to-day -day life and take a step back to see the main events that have shaped them and what is the common thread what are the common themes running through all of these events and from those themes we actually we actually articulate their why so it, it we articulate it in a sense of you know uh, what is the contribution that they've been making in, in all of these events and what has been the impact of those contributions because then when you can actually articulate it in that way you could you know when you can see like the the blueprint that you've been making all the decisions on in the, all the events that have shaped you in the past, you can actually use that blueprint to make decisions in the future as well, but consciously. So for example, my, my why, as I've discovered, you know, in my twenties is uh, helping people live in line with their authentic self so that they can make a meaningful impact in the world. So I've realized now when I articulated, I realized that when I look back in my life, all of the decisions I made was based on that. <laughs> but now when I look forward in my life and, you know, there's, there's choices to make, there's opportunities. I can choose who I want to work with. I can choose what podcasts I want to go on. I can choose what clients I want to work with. I, I kind of run it through that filter of does this align with my why? So that's kind of the, 
the process of helping someone find their purpose is actually um, it's not it's not something that they create it's something that they've been living by already they just haven't taken a step back and and looked at what the common themes are through the that have been running through their life and actually been able to articulate it because articulating um, you know, someone might have a really strong sense of purpose, but that doesn't necessarily mean they can articulate it. And when you can articulate it, you can tell other people and you can inspire other people. And that's when you start making an impact, when you can actually um, spread that message, spread your purpose, spread your why to, to other people as well. So, and when you when you get your why, that's when it becomes easier to you know create a vision and actually create an action plan of how you're going to make that vision possible. So, which are the other two steps that I take would take people through in 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 my programs? That's uh, that's that's fabulous because I remember that, like almost I almost the moment where the the, the sort of the expressing like how to say when when I, when that sunk in. Yeah, it was like literally it was like oh, and yeah, you know, it had been shown up all over through, all, yeah. all, you know, all all through all through my life, and and yeah, and I remember it was it what changed was more almost on an energetic level. Yep, like the it, way it, you show up because it's you, energizing, it's inspiring, yeah. and it's yeah. not sometimes sometimes you know people will say, well, you know, you've always had a really strong message. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't feel it. You know, yeah. and the moment you feel it and you know exactly what it is, you know, like the whole, like everything changes. It's such, yeah. it's such powerful work. And I want to go, go back for a second to, you know, to the, the time when you kind of also just in a, in a, in a sort of fast track way went through that period, like, Oh shit! And I could relate to that. Like I, I, I was like that. Like I loved everything. You know, I yep. love maths. I love languages. I love sports. I love like art. I love kind of everything. And then yep. to find. So yeah, how how because that's actually I think a very I work a lot with, with sort of creative people, and it's yeah. a very common thing that that there is so much curiosity, so much interest, and so much enthusiasm and passion for so many different things that it actually can be quite difficult to to find that sort of, to find a way of, of looking at it or, or so that it all comes all together. Because as long as you sort of just, just go for the dance, there'll both be the moment when you sort of miss the other bits, when you yeah. have to neglect other parts of you. Yeah. What was that journey like from that multi-passion, um, you know, 20-year-old to the 23 year old who has this really clear strong focus and energy that comes across now yeah right so so you're asking from when i was 20 till now or when when i was a child until i was 20 Either. basically from the part when you had all these different interests and were okay uh, you know you loved kind of everything yeah how how did you for you narrow that down so that it's yeah like, yeah okay yeah i know what i'm here for yeah Okay, so I actually had the most amazing childhood and I'm really lucky for that because my parents always uh, were really supportive of kind of, uh, 
you know, all the choices I make were, I was, I felt very empowered about all the choices I made. Um, so, you know, I, with that came a lot of opportunities, like going to dance, going, you know, playing volleyball, doing running races. Uh, you know, you, it's okay if you didn't get 100% in the math exam, like life isn't about exams, but all of this kind of empowerment made me kind of really thrive in everything that I did, which was an amazing feeling. Um, but when it, you know, this is a, a, a great setup for a great, you know, a, amazing childhood. But when it actually came to kind of, you know, you're a teenager and you have to get serious now and it's all exams and you, you need to start thinking about your career, that's when I really struggled because I was like, I, I did all of these things because I loved to do it, not because I wanted to kind of have a job out of it or not because I wanted to be a mathematician. You know, like if you asked me then, I, was, I wanted to be a horse rider jockey, you know. <laughs> I didn't ride horses very often, but I loved horses and I was like, I want to be a jockey. So, um, what what happened what ended up happening was so i did half of my education in turkey so and then when i was 16 i moved to the uk and in turkey you basically don't narrow down any subjects so you just take loads of subjects which kind of worked well with me for someone that liked everything because uh you know i could i could still do everything i like just in a bit more serious manner get a bit more stressed out with exams um but i did move to england when i was 16 because you know with the idea of i want to do uni here and um, better education and everything like that so uh, so in at uni, uh, sorry, in, in A-levels, which is when you 16 to 18 in the UK, you choose four subjects and then you kind of drop down to three. And I chose maths, physics, uh, dance, and geology. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't you love it? laughs> yeah. And, um, and when it, you know, I, I really enjoyed doing those things, but when it kind of, kind of came down to like, okay, now look, what are you doing after A-levels? I never thought of not going to uni. I never even thought of it as a, as a possibility. I was like, if you don't go to uni, like, what do you do? Just work, work in McDonald's? Like, I, I, I never was exposed to the opportunity of what could you do in, if you didn't go to uni? Because everyone was going to uni. That's what everyone did. That's what my parents did. So I was like, fine, we'll go to uni then. Um, and I, and I did apply for some dance schools. I was like, I either do dance or I do something else. So I kind of narrowed it down to two kind of professions, if you will, of, of dance or geology, very different things. And this is kind of where my problem with the education system came up because passion um, had to directly translate into a job title. There was this, uh, I felt this huge pressure of needing to translate my, you know, my love for doing dance. I like doing dance for one reason, you know, because I could express myself. I, I really loved communicating to people. I felt, you know, free when I could express myself, but I also love other people kind of looking at my dancing and understanding, you know, making making an in interpretation of whatever that was for them. But then I also loved the geology side, you know, where you, where you could make sense of nature it was a good way of connecting nature with science with maths with thinking with logic and it was a kind of a so for me there were so many different reasons why I loved doing these things and the job titles or the degree titles just didn't represent it enough you know if you became a dancer your your that is your career uh, so really I felt the kind of mismatch in the reasons why I wanted to do these things. It's not because you know, I just love dancing. There was reasons why I wanted to do dancing. It's because I want to express myself. But you know, now that I think about it, that I, I kind of figured that out. So actually, the thing that I loved was expressing myself. It wasn't the dancing. I, mean, I still love dancing because it's a great way of doing it. But dancing was the way in which I loved expressing myself. Geology, I love being out in nature. I love making sense of nature and understanding the detail of nature. So really, that was the thing I loved, being out in nature and making sense of how like the ways that nature work. So really, that was the bit that I loved doing. But the bit that I was focusing on was the geology title. So so kind of taking the lead of that, I went and studied geology because the dance school was very competitive and I wasn't that technically good. Um, 
yeah, so I studied geology and kind of like in my second year of studying it, I really realized I have lost all the authenticity I had when I was a child, when I was loving everything I was doing. I was thriving in all areas, everything I tried. I, I did it with, without pressure, without having to do it. I just did it because I wanted to. And all the decisions I made was from a pure place of this is this this is something I want to do you know it was a decision I made from an empowered place and now I was making decisions you know oh I better apply for jobs because otherwise everyone else is going to get it and all the decisions I was making was coming from a fear-based place and it, it I really felt the stark contrast when I was kind of 19 in the second year of uni um versus when I was like you know six or seven when I was just loving life um and I and I think the thing that made me take action on that contrast uh, on that kind of feeling uh, so early on in life was the fact that I had ex I had experienced the contrast because I I you know saw what it what it could be like in my childhood and now I saw the the stark contrast of what it was feeling so that's really kind of what motivated me to be like this isn't how I should live life this is not how I want to live life and I know that there is another way of living life so I kind of I started seeking that feeling that I that freedom that authenticity that I felt in my childhood so that's kind of where I started my journey of okay it's not about job titles because that's not working for me right now I don't want to be a geologist because what so what actually happened was the geology jobs were all to do with using the knowledge that you learned about nature and using it to make money for the human race and it was you know like i said yeah. the reason i love geology was because i would love to understand the details of nature and and in the job mm. it was nothing the, to do with that exactly yeah. it was it was kind of contrasting that very um very obviously so again it, it kind of shows that it wasn't about the title of geology it was about the underlying why do i want to do geology and it brings me back to that uh you know understanding what your why is because if i understood what my why was i love expressing i love understanding how nature works i love using you know understanding the the details of the perfection of nature or whatever you know all of those are kind of indicators of my why um, but i never thought of it in that way so so when i was 19 i actually uh, you know towards the end of my 19 so nearly 20 I actually saved up money for a life coach and um, she was you know for me then for a student that you know didn't really have an income it was so expensive but I was like I don't have any other choice I just need to go for it like we just this is I just I just want to uh, do something about this I don't want to it's too painful not doing anything about it so so since then um, I started understanding what my why was and I just I started making my decisions based on does this feel like it aligns rather than does the you know rather than looking at titles I looked at the, I started looking at the underlying why do I want to do this so I actually ended up going to I, I saved up and I took a year out once I finished my uni so I did finish uni <laughs> with my mom <laughs> my mum's uh, insistence that you know oh you should have a degree but but yeah so I after that I went traveling for a year and from then on every experience I did I did it because it aligned in some way or another with where I wanted to go even though I didn't I didn't have like a you know help people live authentically so that they could make a meaningful impact in the world why then <laughs> but I could still feel if something aligned or not. So I was, I started making my decisions based on how, how much they aligned rather than kind of the titles that they had. So I did, I did my yoga teacher training. I worked with kids, helping them transition from teenagerhood into kind of adulthood. Um, and, and kind of, 
ended up in in this coaching area, which at the moment feels like the avenue which I can most directly um, align with my why, most closely align with my why. That makes I don't know. Yeah, it's such a fascinating story, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. How, how it's still even if it sort of seems like compressed, it's still going through those iterations and going through that process. It's just I think the difference is that that you're aware of it, that you were like, hang on, you know, you're sort of questioning the the autopilot a lot sooner than than most people would. It's yeah. really interesting to see where you so where you're headed. What's what's next <laughs> for you? So for me, you know, I've really this this coaching business is something that I've been running seriously for the last six months. Before that, for a year, I had been like offering coaching services, but I've focused in on exactly what I'm doing now for the last six months. Um, and you know, from here, I really want to. <laughs> right now, I work a lot online, but I really want to expand into giving giving speeches, uh, you know, face to face in front of, you know, and, and actually traveling by by giving speeches because I want to be able to uh, spread this message of, uh, you know, you can live in alignment with who you truly are. You don't have to wait until forever uh, on, until you hit rock bottom to change. So I want to spread this message um, as far and wide as possible. So uh, and I really really want to do that through kind of giving public public speeches so I think my one-on-one um, calls with my clients really really make it clear for me how exactly am I helping people and see the impacts of it but when I work with enough people I think um, I would really like to take it to a bigger scale a larger scale and, and get off the offline world a little bit as well kind of have real face-to-face -face interactions that's something that I've really been missing recently as well. That sounds so exciting. And I can see you. I, I can see you how you would be able to transmit that passion like from a stage into an audience. Like, I'm going to watch you. I'm going to watch for you. <laughs> so where can people go find you? Um, so the main place that I, I actually engage on is my Facebook profile. So if you write Alara Varal, there's not that many people with, with the name Alara Varal. Uh, or you can look at Alara Varal Coaching on Facebook as well. Um, that's the main place that you will be able to find me. Then then all the links are kind of like uh, for everything else. My YouTube channel and my uh, my website is kind of linked on there as well. But, but if you have Facebook, that's probably the best place to find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for such an inspiring and energetic and passionate episode. Just love Thank every you. minute of it. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been really, really awesome talking to you. Thank you. See you soon. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Passion Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss the next one.